Welcome to the Human Reboot with me, Emma Last. We have uplifting, inspiring and diverse reboot stories from people sharing the courageous, honest, authentic and sometimes difficult life lessons. The Human Reboot will provide proven mentally flourishing formulas and practical tips to help you to live life to the full, giving you direction and hope. Make your mental fitness and well-being a daily priority. Learn to pause so that you can get clear and perform at your best. Switch off to switch on. It's time for your Human Reboot. On the Human Reboot podcast today, I have Valerie Fisher. She has over 20 years experience in advertising and marketing and co-founded an e-commerce site for locally made products in 2018. She was also a chief marketing officer in a real estate company in 2019. But along with other millions of people, she was let go during the pandemic. And she's really gone through a journey of self-discovery. And I'd love her to be able to share that with you today. She now helps online business owners and entrepreneurs to grow their revenue with brain selling science. Welcome, Valerie. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, because I know that um, this podcast has a global market. So um, I'm greeting you from Manila, Philippines. Yeah, so yes, we'll... It's not quite yet in the Philippines, but hopefully will be after our conversation. (laughs) So please, would you tell us a little bit about your current mission and what you're doing in your work right now? Okay. um, I was in the corporate world for a really long time, for 20 years, which was really most of my you know, most of my professional and working life. And it was only in 2018, again, another one, another pivot in 2020 that I became an entrepreneur. And then I realized that I really want to help entrepreneurs like me, um, especially those that are a little bit older and, you know, just starting to be an entrepreneur because I, I believe that they are the change makers. They are the innovators and the more help that they get, the better it is actually for the society in general. So given everything that I know from my corporate world, my stint in e-commerce, and then also what I'm doing now um, as a trainer and coach consultant, that's that's kind of become my mission. That's kind of become my advocacy to, to really help them in whatever way that I can because you know I believe the the new products they come up with new products they come up with new services and everything and everything new that that we as a society really benefit from so I want to help more of them as much as I can and both uh, occasions that I've spoken to Valerie she has the most amazing earrings which are (laughs) (laughs) she does (laughs) (laughs) well you do (laughs) they are gorgeous I am extremely jealous they're beautiful they're absolutely beautiful and they're um they're just really different and um yeah there's one of my friends would have loved them I said that last time didn't I I think I would I'd like some of them too so I need to get myself on that site and uh and get myself ordering some of those earrings so if anyone sees me on videos in a few weeks time I'll be having some of Valerie's earrings on. (laughs) So let's move on. We are on the Human Reboot podcast. So let's move on and start to talk about Valerie's reboot story. 
So last year, um, it was at the start of the pandemic when when I lost my job. You know, when you receive a message on text that says we need to talk, that kind of, you know, that means something. <laughs> Whether it comes from your boyfriend, from your parent, and this time it came from my boss. And I knew something was up. I knew something was up. We were not seeing eye to eye in how we wanted to move the business forward because I really, truly believed in digital. I really, truly believed that, you know, we don't have to go outside. We have to follow protocols because this was at the time that there was a, a, a lockdown. It was a worldwide lockdown, but she was like, no, we need to work outside. You guys need to go and sell. You guys need to, you know, knock on doors of your brokers, etc." And I'm like, no. We can actually sell online. We can sell digitally. So we were we were not really seeing eye to eye on that. So when she messaged me that, I knew what was up. Um, but it was mutual, you know. Um, she fired me. I quit. That was April. That was April four. Of course, I was embarrassed. <laughs> My ego was hit. I worked for that. I mean, I worked towards getting that job ever since I became a professional. You know, when I was 20 years old, I was in advertising, I was in marketing. And the whole time I was really aiming for a for a position like that, as a chief marketing officer. And I was already there. That was my dream. Or at least I thought what my dream was. <laughs> and I lost it at the start of the pandemic. I wanted to hide. I wanted to deactivate my Facebook. I was like, what am I going to tell people? You know, what if my dad gets sick? What if my sister gets sick? How am I going to help them? How am I going to help myself if I don't have a job, if I don't have money? And so all of these things really, and it was it was a pandemic, you know, it, everything was so uncertain and I was scared. I was scared. I was embarrassed. But because I have neuro-linguistic programming background, I allowed myself to feel. I allowed myself to feel all of those. And then, um, you know, I was in hiding, but people started messaging me. My friends, former colleagues, um, you know, family members asking for help about how are they going to transition online? Because they know I have an e-commerce site, I have marketing background, I have advertising background. They know I know, they know that I know digital selling. And I actually just responded to their call. And I did not realize that was actually the self-discovery part that, oh, my value was not in the title of chief marketing officer. My value was in those people who wanted my help. They thought of me as something else. They thought of me as something, as someone who can help them. You know what I mean? So that actually, when I, when I realized that, I'm like, who am I to say no to these people who need my help? And so I wiped my tears. <laughs> I stood back up and I wore that I, I, I say it like it's a superhero costume waiting for me to put on. And I did. And I did. That was my that was my self-discovery. I didn't know I was capable of that. I didn't know that that was how people saw me as, uh, you know, somebody to give advice, somebody to to give um, to help them. So, you know, and the rest was history. <laughs> the rest was history. Ever since then, I've discovered so many more things about so much more about me that I didn't know because the whole time my brain was programmed to be a, you know, a chief marketing officer. 
But when that was taken away from me, it was it was actually that rejection was a redirection. The universe, God, whatever supreme being you believe in, it was leading me to where I'm supposed to be. And all I had to do was really follow and embrace whatever path I was given. So I find this really interesting. That part really resonates with me. So who was Valerie in the corporate world and who is Valerie now? Well, there is a, there's a common thread. Valerie in the corporate world and Valerie now, I'm still an achiever. I'm still an, you know, but in the corporate world, I was a tiger. <laughs> I was like, I was a panther. I was a brr. You do this, you know, you follow me. I was, I was really more, um, how do I say, aggressive. But um, right now, I think I've mellowed. I've been humbled. <laughs> I've been humbled by the experience. I am still being humbled by the entrepreneurial journey, by this journey. So I think I'm calmer and um, I'm, um, how do I say, more, I'm more of a mentor really now uh, in the corporate world. I was a leader, always been, I think I've always been a leader, but I did not really spend time mentoring. Whereas now I've stepped into that role of a mentor for a lot of people, which was very interesting for me because one of the books um, that I read back in 2015 or 2016, it came with an assessment. It's uh, the Gallup Strengths Finder. I love Strength Finder. Yes. yes. In there, and in there, um, it said that um, I'm a learner. Uh, so I'm a learner, input, relator, achiever, and focus. So those are my five strengths. And it said there, because learner and input are my like, you know, really, really strong, really, really strong traits. And it said there that I should be a teacher, that I should be a mentor, I should be a coach. It was in 2015, I was, uh, you know, recently promoted in uh, as an assistant vice president in a former company. And I'm like, what is this book talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a mentor. How can I be? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not that. I'm in the corporate world. I'm this, I'm that. And then I find myself a mentor. And the teacher, like what that assessment said, and again, it was, you know, part of the, the self-discovery. It was opening myself up to other possibilities because, you know, we, we, never re- we never really know. We never really know. I thought that that was my path. As early as I was seven years old, I knew where I wanted to go to school. I knew that I wanted to join a sorority. I knew that I wanted to do this, to do that. And by the time I was like, I think I was 38 or 39 when I reached, you know, like the, the peak of my career. But that wasn't it. It really wasn't that. <laughs> it really wasn't that. So, yeah, I'm calmer. I'm humbled <laughs> by every day, by my everyday journey as an, as an entrepreneur. And I'm really more of a mentor now. But I take with me all the experience from the corporate world, the discipline, you know, account management, the way that I handle clients, because I used to be a client myself. So I have that, I take that with me when I handle and manage my, um, my own clients now. Mm, Interesting. It's almost like you've like in that period of time, you've just kind of paused and listened to those strengths that were there, but you know, you perhaps weren't 
kind of, you know, you weren't listening to them, you know, for that period of time. I absolutely uh, love Strength Finder. I think it was, I'm trying to think back as far, it probably was 10 years ago, yeah, nearly 10 years ago that I first came across Strength Finder. And it was something that actually my husband was using. He works for Marks and Spencers. And it was actually something they were using in some management development type work that they were doing. And I was like, right, let me have a look at this. What is this book that they're doing? <laughs> I must, I must have a look. Um, and I did it on myself and I thought, oh, this is really good. I love this. And I'd always had this thing in my in my mind about, so in the corporate world, we, it was, you know, you would review people against set objectives. And it was always like, you've achieved these, but these are your development areas. So you need to, these are the gaps. It was like, always focus on the gaps. And in some ways, that to me was a bit like, yeah, I know we've got to focus on the gaps, but in essence, we're talking negatively to people. What about focusing on their strength? When I read Strength Finder, it was it was like, ah, oh, someone gets what I've had in my head. And it was, you know, find your strength. Because when you know your strengths and you focus on those strengths, the areas of development that you may have will elevate anyway because your performance is increasing, your drive is increasing, your engagement is increasing. So therefore, you're going to want to work on those areas rather than focusing on all the weaknesses in in essence. It was something that we did do quite a lot of work on and I did a lot of work on with my teams around that time. So yeah, so it's just, it's kind of reminded me that hmm, we have um, a finding your strengths part in the human reboot movement. So maybe I just need to bring Strength Finder into that little module as well. So thanks for that, Mallory. Because <laughs> I talk about it. We also um, use that. So in my first business the the e-commerce site so um there's three of us and before we even signed our agreement to be partners like our corporation papers we matched our strengths <laughs> we matched our strengths and then we identified where where we lack and that's where we hired yeah all of us all of us three we were achievers you know we we really wanted this to work um, but we we lacked a person that will implement. So the first um, lady that we hired was really, you know, to to implement. But I was for a really long time. I didn't realize the importance of that assessment. At the back of my head, I was always questioning, why am I why am I meant to be a teacher? What why is that my my you know ideal job? I'm not a teacher. I wasn't you know I wasn't born to be I wasn't trained to be a teacher. Well apparently I am. <laughs> yeah I didn't want to be a teacher but there's there's lots of different teachers isn't there in this world lots of different mentors um you know there's trainers mentors and there are teachers in the classroom so yeah definitely so how have you got from where you were kind of at that time to where you are now i think that the shift was immediate because i was powered by people's belief in me i talk about personal brand a lot 
I was powered by that because, you know, I didn't actually, I didn't need to sell myself. I didn't need to do all of those, you know, sales calls, discovery calls. They just kept on coming. So the, the change, the pivot was immediate and it was, you know, it was exponential. I was surprised. Even I still am surprised by the amount of support that I get. And that's what I try to give back. I also realized that, you know, during this whole process from that time until now, that the more I give, the more I am given back. That's a learning that, you know, I take with me. Because when I was starting, when I was starting this this business, when people called me for help, I was giving free training free training for coaching groups, free training for local makers. Cause I knew a lot of, you know, our partners for the earrings, for the home, um, home stuff, for, for the lifestyle items. And they were asking me for help. So I was giving them free trainings until one day, one of my friends said, do you know a trainer speaker who can do, a, you know, one for 250 packs, 250 people. I'm like, you know what? I can do it for you. <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can do it for you. Why not? You know, why not me? And he said, okay, let's do it. That was a, like, that was a Monday. We did the training on, on Thursday. By the following Monday, I had a second client and a, sec- and a third client and a fourth client and the fifth. Because I think, and I, this is what I believe, because I'm, I just gave. I just gave from the beginning. It, this is the same with how I manage my, my Facebook group, my Facebook account, you know, the trainings. I give free trainings, videos, posts, PDF, etc. Because I believe it will really come back to us a hundredfold. Mm, lovely. Okay. So the next part of the Human Reboot podcast is all about how you switch off so that you can switch on and perform at your best. So tell me about how you do that. With difficulty. (laughs) With difficulty. Ever since when I was, even when I was in the corporate world, um, I used to manage international events and my husband would see me in the middle of the night under the covers on my phone managing events from on the other side of the world. So I'm in the Philippines and then I'm managing events in the US, in the UK, etc. I can't stop. It's, it's, it's challenging. It's really challenging for me to, you know, to stop. So what I think helps for me is um, identifying priority. So right now, especially since I'm a solopreneur, I, I, you know, I just prioritize these things. And then by three or four o'clock, for example, this is ideal, three or four o'clock, I stop, like it's a hard stop. And then I start making dinner. I kind of in my head switch at four o'clock. I'm a wife. I'm yeah. a, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a housewife. I delineate, I start delineating now and then until eight o'clock. And also I found a new, this is funny. I'm a little bit embarrassed, but I, I started watching Korean TV drama. <laughs> so that's how, that's how I kind of um, switch on now to discipline myself. I tell myself, okay, you have to stop working so you can watch your favorite show. <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's my motivation now. Because if I don't, I will continue. You know, I will just continue working. 
Yeah. So that's my, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle. I know that it's a, it's a challenge for me. It, I've been working on it. Um, I finding ways on how I can do that. This hard stop, this, you know, I used to also do a hard stop, but this time for, for, you know, yoga or for um, walks, I go, I go for walk. I also do, so every Tuesday and Friday, I'm also able to do a hard stop because I feed our community cats. I'm um, one of the volunteers. So I'm like, okay, by this time, if you don't stop, the cats will starve. <laughs> so, <it's- laughs> so so where I find this really interesting because you've talked quite, you know, on a number of occasions through the podcast about being a high achiever. And that is, you know, that, that's the purpose of this podcast, really. This podcast is for high achievers. You know, I, I am a high achiever. I, I was a high achiever in the corporate world, but I got to a point where I burnt out because I didn't look after myself. So where do you think that drive for high achievement comes from? I grew up poor. We grew up poor. And ever since I started studying, I knew I had to be a valedictorian to get scholarship. Because if I didn't, I, if I did not reach that level, my parents have to pay full tuition. And we don't have, we didn't have that money. So it, it was programmed in my head, in, in myself. I programmed it within myself that I have to be the number one all the time, because if not, I will not be able to afford things. So that's, I think how, you know, how all of these started. So for example, right now, subconsciously, I'm thinking if, I stop working, I will not be able to afford this lifestyle. If I stop and rest, I will not be able to afford that dream that we have, like a, a house in the mountain. That's, you know, and I'm conscious. I'm aware of, I'm aware of, of these thoughts and, and this programming. That's why I, you know, I manage it. Because, like, I mean, being a high achiever led me here. And being a high achiever let me pivot so fast being a high achiever you know from a poor community in the northern part of manila to a high rise here in a you know commercial and really it's like new york here they say yeah and you know, that's why i'm i'm thankful that i am like that it's just that i know i have to also take care of myself it's really interesting because one of the first things that we do within the um within the human reboot movement like program one of the things that we do explore is around our, our fears around stopping. And you've just mentioned that, you know, if I if I stop, then, you know, I won't be able to achieve what I want to achieve. If I stop, I won't be able to, you know, I, I need money to be able to pay for things. Are there any other fears or reasons you think that that you perhaps don't pause as much as you would sometimes like to? <laughs> um, acceptance also. Because when I was younger, again, it goes back to childhood. And I'm aware because of my, you know, my NLP background, I was bullied as a, as a child because, you know, I'm, I have darker skin. I have curly hair. <laughs> it's, I look like, I don't look like the other kids as, you know, if I, I want, let's just put it that, that way. I don't look like the other kids. Darker. <laughs> let's just, so because I was a valedictorian, because I was a high achiever, they can't touch me because the, the teachers will see. 
you know, and then they will be reprimanded. But also, it, on the on the flip side of it, I was for some kids. I be, I actually became you know more targeted because I was a high achiever, you know. But I I try to be there. I try to be that. So at least I tell myself I'm I'm worth something. Basically. Um, I was programmed to think that I was not pretty. I was not, you know, beautiful. I wasn't accepted. At least I'm something. <laughs> At least I'm a ham- achiever. At least I'm a valedictorian. So, uh, yeah, that's um, that's another fear, I, I think, that I have. It's your, your brain's way of protecting you, isn't it? You know, in yes. essence. Yeah, it's your brain's way of protecting you. It, it's something... That- be being in there for for a very long time it's very much a learn a, a learned thing yes I would just ask, ask you to just yeah just keep reviewing that sort of each you know each each week each month because we do not want a, a burnt out Valerie so I'm glad that you've got some things that you have in place to you know to help you with that yeah we also have um a property so we bought property outside of of Metro Manila, outside of the city. And that's where I really turn off. You know, I garden, we have six dogs, we have rescue horses, (laughs) we have birds everywhere. So that's where I turn off. I still have my phone, but only as a camera, but I don't, you know, answer messages, etc. That's every two weeks. So that's, I think, Personally, that's how I reboot. Yeah. I'm a different person. I'm a different person there. I work with my hands. I'm barefoot. I have my hair up. I don't care if I get dirty. <laughs> I don't care if I'm under the sun. It, it's just, you know, I'm a totally different person there. Fabulous. It sounds as well that you've got a real kind of, have you got a real passion for helping animals? Yes. <laughs> if I had my way, that property will be turned into a shelter. <laughs> what does your what does your uh, husband think of that um we have to earn more <laughs> we, don't have, we we can't take in all the rescues without you know budget yeah we have so right now here in a bar here in our apartment we have four there we have four cats so four cats here four cats there six dogs and two horses both horses were rescues one gave birth because when actually we rescued her um what one of the horses from a slaughterhouse in the pandemic because the owner you know didn't have money so we we were like ah no (laughs) she's pregnant so she gave birth um in in january so now we have three horses (laughs) very good what is your personal flourishing formula for living so that could be some keelans a mantra some mental fitness tips uh any any how-to tips that you could perhaps share with our listeners to live in to live in authenticity i believe that when you're because it takes so much energy to be pretentious i think (laughs) so when you're when you uh live in it took me a long time to get here to be as authentic as I can I I, th- I told you earlier about you know people making fun of me because I had curly hair so for a long time I straight like I, I really did all those rebond um, Brazilian whatever all those those things to my hair in 2018 I'm like I don't care <laughs> you know this is me take it or leave it and 
in 2018, that was when I started my first business, you know, and then eventually it led me here. It's the acceptance of who I, I really am. And I think that when that happens, when it happens to you, so many more doors that are really meant for you will open. Your your path will open. Yeah. <laughs> the things that are meant for you will show themselves. It's because, you know, because you're more open, because you're more open to them and you're, you're you know, more accepting, I guess. So that's one. Um, live life in authenticity. And I also believe that this is hard to do. Um, I posted about it on my Facebook page the other day. Comparison is so crushing. Try not to compare myself. It's hard. It's very hard. But, you know, when you meditate and you just be in gratitude and feel the abundance, everything that is given to you, then you realize you have so much more than you think. So I think that those two are my mantras. Live in authenticity and don't compare. It's hard. It's a tough order. <laughs> it's a tough order, but it's, you know, I think that we should really learn because it's so crushing. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, well, I have a good friend that says that is, it's, it's like a virus that can take over you. Yes, it ruins friendships, it ruins relationships, um, destroys your work, destroys your dreams. Yeah, and the only person you should compare yourself to is yourself. Yep, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so are there any books, I know we've already talked about Strength Finder, but are there any books that, you know, or podcasts or influencers or people in your life that have had um, an impact on on your journey would you say um definitely this strength finder another one is start with why i read those two books i think in within three months of each other and that's when i started questioning in 2015 and 2016, I'm like, okay, I have almost everything that I want. I am in a, I'm one of the youngest executives. I have transferred to a really good neighborhood. I met the man of my dreams. Why am I asking the universe what else is out there? You know, when I read, when I read Start With Why, there was really something missing. There really was something missing. And when I read Start With Why, he, he has a like a formula to get to get your why. It took me two years, and I'm not kidding. It took me two years to do that formula. But when I did, I realized that everything that I've been doing in the past and and now I use it to guide me. So it, it's to inspire courage to create change. So that is how I live my life now. Uh, inspire courage. That's why. I want to really help new entrepreneurs, you know, to, to start, to build momentum, to scale, hold their hand and, and guide them. So to, to inspire courage and to, to create change. Yeah. Is it, I think it's, I think the words he puts it in is something like how great leaders inspire action, isn't it? And it's really interesting that you said that you, you read that you, you know, we read those two books in, uh, a similar time so did I but a different <laughs> how weird is that 
Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, probably. I might not have been within three months of each other, but it was definitely around that same time. Really interesting. But I was coming at it from more of a like a company perspective, if that makes sense. So starting with why was all about, you know, how for me it was like, how do I get the people within this organization to buy in to the purpose that I believe in? within this organization and how do we as like a leadership team how do we make that happen and it was a massive piece of work I absolutely loved it I loved doing that um and actually I still help you know businesses now do that in terms of making that connection between the business's purpose and an individual helping them find their why and how their why can connect to that business purpose as well. So, because for me, you know, people say to me, well, you're in the mental health and wellbeing space, aren't you? And it's like, well, yeah, but actually purpose is a massive part of wellbeing. It's a massive part of actually helping people to, you know, be happy and, and to perform at their best. When you know your purpose, then you reserve your energy to the things that really matter to you. And on that note, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and to do this podcast. I think a lot of people will resonate with that high achiever part and and that whole fear around stopping and and. Uh, I know that that was something that I found very difficult and I still work on that now. And I say to my clients, you know, I'm not perfect, but it's that awareness, isn't it? It's that self-awareness is a great place to start, like you said. Yes. So thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope, you know, that I am able to, like my why, to inspire courage, (laughs) to create change in your lives. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Human Reboot podcast. I'm Emma Last, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star podcast review and visit thehumanrebootmovement.com where you can find downloadable free resources, sign up to my mailing list, or connect with me on social. So that's thehumanrebootmovement.com. Let's switch off so we can switch on. It's time for your human reboot.